Boys were called edgy. Told they'd never make it past five episodes. Here those podcast jerks are. Back for season two. The Boys in the Woods podcast. The show your mother warns you about. And that your dad was hiding in the basement listening to. Get ready for the Boys in the Woods podcast. Welcome all those dads in the basements out there listening to the podcast. Charles, you have some people out there you'd like to say hello to today. Okay. It's going to never go here. Now, something we've done on this podcast for the very beginning for a moon there. Singapore was in the lead and Correct. let me get let me bring this back. Uh Niha, Niha Ma, Wohemba. But unfortunately, Gouda Bay comes with a heavy heart for some and an uplifted spirit for others. We have a new number two, our new number two, who has graced us with being number three sports news for the Dutch, Denmark, Danish, Vjorden Gjertit. And forgive me if I butchered it. I will practice. I swear. <laughs> I've never in my life looked into this. And I have the most simplistic. So, hello. That was pretty easy. It was, hi. Or some version of just an extended. <laughs> really <aggressive>. Hello. <laughs> like, but the uh, hello, how are you has been throwing me through a loop. So, I'm going to give her one more go. Vorden Gordit. And I swear I'm going to try not to sound so 7-Eleven-ish as time goes on, but we love you. We appreciate you over there across the pond. Thank you so much. And we hope to to keep you around. The longer you stay, the more I learn. So if you didn't get it. Yeah, we'll try to bring you some Formula One, maybe some maybe some soccer, maybe some we'll, Denmark athletics here. We'll, that, we'll look into the the Denmark, where they rock in the soccer stances, We'll where they're at in all those leagues. We'll definitely bounce more into Formula some crazy, One. Uh, some crazy Denmark facts. One, yeah, one of our one of our good friends of the show, Hunter, Mister Hunter Reed, he's huge into Formula One. Also, him and I actually chit chat back and forth. During Formula One events, it's been a good yeah, time. We get so, some insight. We get some insight on this. I'm not, I'm not too keen on it. I don't know what's going on with this Formula One. Sounds fantastic, though. I can't. I'm very wait excited. In. in the last couple of days, I've dove into the BKFC. I believe it is the Bare Knuckle Fight Club. Or yeah, our good friend Shanna is a bare knuckle fighter down in Florida, Tampa. Down in Florida, we just had her on the show, so that's very exciting. I I love fights. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, of course, it was early in the morning. I was up doing some homework, and I ended up catching, I think it was Greg Hardy's first B, BFKC bout. And they are, it's, it's different, but the same, right? So the rounds aren't right. as long. I believe they were like sub three minutes or maybe even two. Like it, it, it went quick. But I, do you I mean, believe it's, do you believe they would kill each other if they went a little bit longer? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, dude. It was like yeah. after the first round, old boy who won, bro, his face was like, gone. Yeah. It was just I mean, the, the ref came over to yo, 
I don't know if I'm going to let you in. And old boy was like, I ain't got gloves on, man. I'm going to fucking rock somebody here real quick. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. And it was just like, honestly, he looked like the juggernaut's tiny cousin, the dude that Greg Hardy was going up against. But they were both too something. Greg was way taller, but it was just like Greg got rocked a couple of times. And yeah. Greg got in some really good hits, but man, it was like the bare knuckle butter bean, bro. It really yeah. was. He looked like butter bean, which is tattooed yeah. everywhere, bro. We're going to have to adopt a male fighter. We already got our female fighter. Yeah. But we're going to have to adopt a male fighter. It's intense. It's insane. I loved it. And the knockout was legit. The ring isn't, you can't run away in this, no. in this event. Like there's no bouncing around a circle. There's not enough space for you. I can jab step into one of the corners of their octagon it's much smaller like you ain't running away from me I'll give a little it's, shout out how did you watch where did you watch it on i guess fight network uh, fight network yeah, that is that, people could find it if they're looking for it yeah it was early in the morning so i've got tds which is i don't know basically like tivo yeah i'm thinking so it was a fight network let me make sure yeah, Fight ne- Network, FN, Fight Network Recharged. Maybe yeah, I ended up catching it on there. Fight. Yeah, it was, yeah, actually, they've got fights on that all the time. If you're, you're a night owl like Charles and you find yourself. <laughs> no, I get a solid lost. four, I get a solid four, four hours, 41 minutes of sleep. Hey, hey. You got to interact with it. Yeah. What were your feelings on it outside of compare it to a sport that we have? I guess you would have to compare it to UFC or just regular 16 ounce boxing gloves. It's to be to give an actual educated stance on this, right? I'm going to have to go to a UFC event live and then I'm going to have to go to one of these BFKC events live the bare knuckle fight champion that might be what it's called i feel so bad i'm going down to florida in may for my son's graduation and it's tampa and i don't think i don't think i could drag anybody particular down there to go to that with me (laughs) maybe my son will go with me yeah i'd be able to drag him he probably would go he would probably yeah he would go okay so what i can tell you what i can tell you yeah he would go does he like the ufc I'm assuming he's a yeah. guy. You'd like to see yeah. dudes. <laughs> I guess, yeah. There's but... not very many dudes I've come across that's, oh, yeah. No, I don't want to go to a fighter. I don't, no, don't want to go to a fight. Yeah. yeah I'm thinking we got to hit up a UFC event in Vegas here in the next two, next yeah. two years. Yeah, yeah for I sure. I mean, I know Paul and Mike definitely would be on board, yeah. even if it's, even if it's just a undercard match, not a, not the big deal. If it was one of the freebies, which, oh, yeah. Be- but my wife calls me Big Dick Daddy for two reasons. We all know what number one is. It's in the name. Number two, Gator don't play no fool. If I'm at an event, I want to touch the grass. If I'm going to a fight, I want to be bled on. That's it's, it's just how it's got to go. It's how it's got to go. I, I have gone to one in my life. It was an amateur event while I was yeah. in the Army, stationed up in Fairbanks, Alaska. Shout out Fairbanks, Alaska. It was wild up there. One of the craziest things ever. Check this out. All right, story time. Here we go. Crazy thing ever. What's one of the wildest, unique reasons you've ended up having to call into work for, right? The craziest? Yeah, just the most, this is so effed. 
I'm not going to make it either on time or at all. Maybe a flat tire. Maybe you were sick. Maybe yeah, somebody you I'm knew was unexpectedly. A few times that I guess the, I guess probably the craziest one is, was probably in college when old boy puked all over my, all over every pair of clothes I fucking had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. 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 As, an, as an old boy is, I mean myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I got one, dude. I got one. Actually, I, I got so drunk one night that I woke up and pissed on my bedroom end table. everything that was on it dude devil's lettuce and everything and like i woke up the next morning and didn't really notice it until i went to smoke or eat a bowl of the devil's lettuce and i was like man i don't remember putting this dressing on it (laughs) okay so here we go vinegar i don't like (laughs) so here we go craziest thing i wake up i'm in alaska just I just got my truck. There's a whole bunch of crazy stuff that had happened, but I am now living alone off base. And it is like four o'clock in the morning. And I go to start my truck. And there's two damn moose eating the frozen corn out of the bed of my truck. And they stood there for six hours. Oh, they're nothing to mess with. Yeah, they're freaking <laughs> straight they're gonna up. Do what they're going to do it. You're just going to be like, yep. All right, I see you. Straight up, I had to call my squad leader. I'm like, yo, I'm about to send you a picture. This is real life happening to me right now. I got two moose eating the corn out the bed of my truck because you wanted everything with weight. And I am one of those smart guys. I grew up in the UP. I don't need four-wheel drive in Alaska. That was a mistake. You do. (laughs) You do. You do. Me and one other, me and some dude from Texas made the same mistake. Me and some dude from Texas made the same mistake. Yeah. In in his defense, they don't, for one, they don't see moose. In his defense, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I had all, I had these big 25 pound tubes of corn and I had four on each wheel and you water that crap down and it froze and it would be. You could go wherever the hell you wanted. It didn't matter. But uh, with the right tires, of course. Yeah. So I just sat there, drank a whole bunch of coffee, and periodically would look out the front door. And I wasn't alone. Like I lived in this four-house, like, duplex scenario type deal. And, yeah, we all just hung out. You ain't going to go out there. One of the first mornings that I actually stayed in that house with someone who will not be named yeah there was a i woke up to a moose and its baby running through the backyard growing up in the up it was like oh yeah what could you see and it was like oh yeah how about moose and 10 feet away moose yeah Yeah, they're massive bro oh yeah fairbanks was crazy i've got so many moose stories we were on our way to a range and we, we sit in them double-decker buses, yeah. right? I'm sitting down, looking out the window. We, we pull up to this section, and this moose just picks his head up from eating. And it's looking me in the eyes, bro. And it's standing on all fours. It's not on its hind legs. I'm on a double-decker bus, bro. I'm oh, just sitting there. Huge. Yeah. It's looking me in the eyes. I'm like, wow. So then a final moose story. Then we'll jump on to one of the greatest football trifecta weeks quadruple weeks but so 
you know what Chantix is? Yeah, the the nicotine gum or whatever. Oh, yeah, it it's is. a stop smoking pill, right? Well, 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 yeah, I know all about what the the yeah, side effects. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. when this first started coming around, right, the army wasn't so. The army is the best thing in the world. It's fantastic. I love it. I love my family. I love everything about it. But going to the doctors is like playing roulette in vegas and only betting on double zero green like you're gonna get hit every once in a while when you get hit it's a big hit but you're gonna miss a lot the night before this incident and i'm gonna redact quite a bit from it but you'll grab the, the gist of it so the night before this incident i was awoken by a baby moose right outside my window playing around this damn picnic table making a bunch of noise right so fast forward to the next night i'm sleeping and I hear this noise and all of us like just this boom, boom. And then like this, what had appeared to be the baby moose coming back. And I just remember screaming out loud, shut the fuck up. Right. And rolling over and going back to sleep. Well, I wake up the next morning. I'm walking out, come to find out some dude on Chantix had this crazy ass psychotic breakdown episode, jumped out of his damn window from the third story in like the middle of January, half naked, fell right out my window. And here I thought it was a baby moose coming back for more. I'm pissed, screaming out the window to this dying person to shut the fuck up. It was lucky that the uh, the guard did their walk arounds. And I think he, this person was out there for maybe 25, 30 minutes, but it was sub below so they lost i don't think they lost anything but they had a bunch of burns all this other shit prosper and what is it karma that you keep bringing up the moose (laughs) you gotta oh look at oh dude now you got a moose on your back what the hell man i thought it was damn moose north North shore of minnesota north shore Uh, minnesota oh man i don't know i was but then go it and that led me down another trail and then i was there yeah yeah i mean it was it's a pretty cool place to be honest with you i'm excited i'm really excited to be looking this place up but anywho all right here we go here we go first thing on the docket you said it last week and i had replied to you Hey, I have a whole nother one right there. That's crazy. That is not what I replied to you with. That was but the I, first re- one. I think this is the <laughs> first one that, that it actually went your way, though. Oh, man, we got to talk about that, too. But no, actually, you had asked something about Jordan Love, and I told you, don't oh, talk to yeah. me until after Thanksgiving, oh, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah, say yeah. that, but I was like, come talk to me after Thanksgiving. Oh, by the way, Tampa Bay's up on the Eagles right now, 3 nothing. If you were to ask anybody outside of Philadelphia, they would be like, that's not a surprise. It's crazy. And then Bill's freaking put a beat down on them. Yeah, they did too. Anywho, you had mentioned about. Yeah, talk to me about Jordan. Talk Love. To me, said, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you and said you wanted to see next, next year. I've got a small correction to that. There just isn't enough on the table to confidently say that out loud just yet but damn is he doing some damn things in the nfl right now bro yeah i mean if if 
Lafleur hadn't pulled the guys early and forced Jay Love in there to make another pass, he would have had the 158.3, but he ended up with 157.8. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna knock him for that, though. Of course not. I mean, what I was watching him do, bro, it was just. I've never seen it. And we're talking about Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love. And I've never seen what I'm seeing right well, now. Three of the three things that I'd like to point out, though, is one, you've got to get mad respect to your receivers because Romeo Dobbs was wide friggin' open a lot. And Musgrave two, being back, staying on his two, feet. Musgrave, yep. And the third one. The fact that Aaron Jones and the Packers could run the ball made it that much more difficult for Dallas to be able to stop the passing game. They, they took the game plan from the teams that handled da- Dallas. And as much as you want to listen to the media, all you want, oh, they have a top five defense. They played like the easiest schedule in the next 20 years. You'll never see a schedule ever again as easy as the Dallas Cowboys had it this year. You had an entire seasoned officiating crew gift you second place, and they lost. But again, I don't want to talk about Dallas. We could say a whole bunch of things about Dallas. You know what, what else we could say about Dallas? How since their last Super Bowl win, the Texans and Jets have more playoff wins than Dallas. The Texans, who were established in 2004, and the Dallas... Last Super Bowl was 1997. Oh, Charles, right? I realized something. That the Texans have six. The Jets have seven. <laughs> I'm not worried you, about either one of them. No, do you know the do you know the one constant? This is what I'm going to tell you, Dallas. Here, here we go, Dallas. Are you ready for this? This is the hard truth. There is one constant and a curse that will be there until that family sells the team. And it's called the Jimmy Johnson curse. And when Jerry fired Jimmy, you got one more Super Bowl. And that was Jimmy's. And you'll have nothing. You'll have nothing as long as Jerry owns that team. Because the one constant from 1997 until now, the one damn person who's still there. Yeah. It's not a quarterback. It's not a coach. It's not the damn valet. It's not a chef. It's not somebody in your cafeteria. Guess who it is? It's Jerry fucking Jones. And until he backs out, you will be this team sod. The same old D. We actually were going to call you sock. The same old cowboys. You're going to be the same old cowboys forever. And enough of that until Jerry sells the team. Do you think what's happening in Detroit is something magical? Hell no. Because guess what? If the line judge last night would have had a pair of glasses on, he would have caught that hold on Johnson on that fourth or on that third down play or, yeah, on that third down play, that holding on the wide receiver on the third and 19, that would have gifted the first down and field goal range, mind you. And Matthew Stafford would have ran that fucking clock out and Detroit loses. So if it wasn't for that referee blowing that damn call, and you could talk about all the calls all game, it doesn't matter. 
boils down to the last 90 fucking seconds of that scenario. That call goes the other way. Detroit loses. Ben Johnson's gone. So let's enjoy this ride. I'm super happy for him. I'm super happy for that season ticket holder since what, fucking 66 years or some shit like that. Or they get since 1966. They get another home game. Thank you, Green Bay Packers. Thank you, Green Bay Packers. And the way you booed Matt Stafford and that, that rough ass penalty that, I mean, that rough hit that the no call. You guys are damn lucky, and you ain't going to get that way because I got to tell you what, whoever comes out of this game, be it Tampa Bay or Philadelphia, they're going to be ready to play. I can't say that out loud. <laughs> I, no. can't say that I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one either. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, our young-ass Green Bay Packer team went in and beat the brakes off of Dallas, and all we heard from halftime until now was Dallas, Dallas. That halftime show was despicable. Jimmy Johnson looked like a damn clown up there yelling, drunk. screaming. Drunk. He looked, he looked yeah. Fucked up. He looked drunk as hell. And they and every single one of them, not one damn person picked out anything Green Bay was doing. Green Bay put up 27 damn points in the first half. And all you can give us is a Jimmy Johnson monologue of what he would say if he was in the Dallas locker room. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> And that's the other thing, too. They go there, and Jimmy Johnson was thrown away like a fucking sack of uh, dirty lunch or dirty laundry into the fucking hamper. It's disgusting what they what Jerry Jones did to him. He won him, what, a couple Super Bowls, and then just said, adios. Arguably three. The only reason old boy won that Super Bowl was he won it with the team Jimmy built. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing. Why can't – why even have respect for him? I wouldn't. How long did it take him to put you in the ring of honor? Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of people are bitter about that. Didn't didn't Jimmy, didn't Jimmy coach, he coached somewhere in Florida, Miami, Miami. Why don't you go to Miami, Jimmy? It was a damn joke. The magic that was being put out on the field on that first half. And that being my Aaron Jones, one, two, three. Yet I had to wait. I had to watch hours of shows and do my own research to pick out stats for the game because all anybody was talking about <clears throat> Tampa Bay just scored a touchdown on third and seven on a 44 yard touchdown catch to David Moore. Interesting. Who had David Moore scoring the first touchdown in the NFC championship game? Who had him? Who had him? Crazy. I'm sorry. That's in the crazy. NFC super wild card weekend matchup against the Eagles in the anywho. It was just, it was every time Green Bay was brought up, even all day today, every time Green Bay has been brought up, it was just an afterthought. Jordan Love had a 158.3 passer rating until two minutes left in that game. If Matt LaFleur didn't pull out the defense early like he did, which I don't fault him for that, to be honest with you. We got the 49ers coming up. Let's let these men celebrate. Hell yeah, I get that. But it was too early, and he mentioned that. Well, here, the, the, here, it wasn't. It was forty-six early. to sixteen, or some shit like here's, that, bro. Here's the problem: you can't just buy. You can't put. You can't put nine out of the eleven. Take nine out of the eleven starters on offense in, and put a, a, a very raw rookie in there and say, "Hey, go ahead, run the ball with our freaking third string offensive line." Yeah. Oh yeah, I, absolutely, bro. I agree with you. In the playoffs against Dallas, that dude that did. 
unless they played a good team, because all they, they needed to 40 do points on everyone but good teams. In that last seven minutes, had they even gotten one or two first downs, that would have took three, four minutes off the clock. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, the, the, the defense could have sat. The offense should have stayed. It was one of those things that not both. Absolutely. But, but kudos to Matt hat off to Matt. It was a teaching moment. We all learned from it. It was a massive teaching moment for me. I heard him say that. I heard him say that multiple times. So it went right to the podium and embraced what he did wrong right away. And I loved that dude. Here's the thing that, that really rotates the old gears, dude. Has Joe Barry done enough to stay? I don't know. He's going to stay no matter what because he's LaFleur's buddy. He's he won a, play. we won a playoff game, and defensively, we put on a show. That score is not what the game was. I'm telling you, the game was like 34 to 16 when you know, it was 41 to 16. I think 41 to 16 or 48 to 20. Something it was, it was 41 to 16, and then they scored to, to make it 24. And I think they put another one up to make it 48 24. Yeah, yeah. So it was like 48 24 when he took him out. I get that 47 24, whatever. Yeah. Either way, the, we but were the offense. Uh, the offense, I agree with you 100%. The offense should have stayed while the defense could have rested because the defense does need rest. Our veterans are on the defensive side of the ball. I think the incredible thing is that Aaron Jones took every big snap in that game and dylan is still hurt like he if he comes back in the next game and dylan's back yeah they can put dylan in for pass protection or as a decoy they can throw a lot of that here's my effing favorite storyline next week i don't care about anything else bro right now now my mind right now onto the 49ers how's money Who's for house money? Young team who doesn't who apparently nobody told them they're not supposed to be there. So we've got all this going for us, bro. Who's playing better in the last eight weeks? Who's playing better, Jordan Love or Brock Purdy? Nobody's playing better than Jordan Love right now. Nobody's playing better than Jordan Love right now. Jordan Love is just doing Jordan Love things. Dallas defense, fifth best defense in the league. Fifth best defense in the league. Here's the kicker. Dallas defense was like third or fourth versus the rush. Right. Guess what? The 49ers are 15th versus the rush. Yeah. Yeah. And Brock, the Brock Purdy against. Here's the thing, too. For the pressure on Purdy, that's how you win the game. Four or five, four or five games this year, you had six rounder Brock Purdy. Yeah. Is that who's going to show up? That's very well who could show up. If Joe Barry creates pressure. If Joe Barry can create pressure through the front four, through stinting, not like he ended up doing towards the end where it was just like, rush your fucking lane, throw yeah. some crisscrosses in there, throw some knickknack paddywhack, give the damn dog a bone, Joe Barry. And let's put some pressure on Brock. We put some pressure on Brock. That's going to help our defense out. They're going to score. They're yeah. going to score. But our D, our offense right now is clicking. And it, it continued to click. For the last eight weeks, bro, our offense wasn't the problem. And I tell you what, if we end up losing to the 49ers just because we couldn't score enough, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because it's because they weren't supposed to win that game anyway. 
And yeah. And that settles the conversation on Barry. And it solidifies our options moving forward. All right, let's chirp this defense up because I tell you one thing. I, I know he's hurt, but damn, it would have been real nice to have Razul Douglas on this playoff run. Yeah. We can't get them all. But damn, it would have been real nice to have Razul Douglas on this play. Yeah. As a, going in as a nine and eight football team, that would just leave the door open more for injury, other injuries and stuff. It gets the younger guys more playing experience for sure. It helps a lot. It's a hindsight 2020 thing. I absolutely agree because we're, we're not supposed to be here. We're playing with right. house money. Had there been a glass ceiling that, that we were able to look up and go, Oh shit. No, yeah, we're going to need here him now. here. Let's not take this piece. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Red Bull confirms launch date 10 hours ago, launch date for the F1 2024 calendar season. Let's, okay. I, I'm going to break this real quick. 10 hours ago, Red Bull's racing 2024 Formula One car will be unveiled on the 15th of February 2024, as confirmed in a social media announcement. The team's exceptional performance in 2022 and 2023 seasons, including almost complete dominance in 2020. Red Bull dominated in 2023. Max Verstappen, he walked on the track and he won. Nobody else was even in their car yet, it felt like at times. It was just crazy. Few teams have demonstrated. I'm trying to scroll through this quick. But anyways, what was your biggest takeaway, man, from the Packers the Dallas game? Away? Yeah. Pocket presence for Jordan Love. The, the ability to get away and to make a play and his composure because he got hit after three or four of those throws. Stepped into it, got hit. A couple of those were late hits, but they didn't call it because that's just the way the NFL is. They protect the oh, guys. Parsons cried his ass off. I thought for sure the over-under on holding calls for that dude would have been five that game. That was un That was unreal. The ghost horse, the amount of calls that go towards Dallas in Jerry world is disgusting. And the fact that not enough people talk about it is crazy. Yeah. Brad Allen is not a Jehoff crew, man. Brad Allen has done Super yeah. Bowls and he's done many playoffs and championship game. Brad Allen is a dog, but in Jerry world, he's a poodle. Poodles are really cool and ferocious, but you get my drift here. Yeah. What the Frank is going on in Jerry's world? And now you can't tell me that, that Jerry and Ford hadn't figured shit out somewhere or another. I guess watching that game, dude, in Detroit, it, it, it was a damn mirror image of the refing crew in Jerry's world. Unbelievable. I gave them my memes best for the podcast. So they got, that's as much pub as those two teams are going to get from us. Yeah, that was plenty. I, I absolutely agree. So, first thing this morning, I turn on. I'm super excited to hear about all these good things, point out all these great things. Romeo Dobbs, dog. Dontavian Wicks, dog. Christian Watson back, dog. Aaron Jones, dog. Tom on the offensive line, bro. Our offensive line is just Wow. But instead, I hear Rex Ryan talking about how he belongs 
as the head coach yeah. of the Dallas Cowboys. Right, whatever. I don't think McCarthy's gone. After what the, he said, basically, that they just need to win. We just need to win. Now's our time. We need to win now. Now's our time to win. How so. long, how loud were the fire Jason Garrett noises this season before his last? I don't know, but they made a really good point. If you were to fire McCarthy tomorrow, he's getting picked up the next day by some another team. Absolutely. That's why you don't get five in the last three seasons in the NFC East. And who are that's, you going to get to replace them that's going to be better? Because Belichick is never going to coach in Dallas. Ever. Ever. You think exactly. You think Belichick's going to go deal with Jerry Jones, no. GM, he wants to be owner, yeah. slash head coach. I, shout out, though. Jerry's box is lit, bro. And the food the, he has and the containers. The Charles, can we make our own paper drums? I, I, we can do that yeah. as long as it gets me whatever those food containers were i'm having homemade meatballs soon i'm really excited about those too yeah you should you should make those for the game on saturday night yeah i definitely i don't know the wife's a much better cook than me but that's yeah i have that on the billy to dallas question mark yeah. and the moment i wrote that down on the paper it was like floodgates it's like when you buy a new car and you drive down the road for the next 10 days and every car is the car you just bought you're like what the fuck i didn't see this many of these cars so you're bringing attention to it so i started noticing a lot of people screaming from the rooftops oh bill to dallas and bill ain't going to dallas who in their right mind wants to go and deal with jerry jones you're going to have Mike McCarthy next year because nobody wants to deal with Jerry Jones, which means Jerry's going to have to find an up-and-comer. There's going to have to be somebody on the staff maybe, right? Who in their right mind wants to deal with Jerry Jones? If being a head coach is like your dream, who yeah. honestly is going to want to deal with GM Jones and his little mini-me? It's not going to be better for you, Dallas. Do you think it's going to get better when the old man finally says, all right, enough's enough. Now I'm finally giving full reins to my son. <laughs> Who the hell's been teaching his son the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. It's Charles. You know what it is. It's, it's his way or no way. It's just hilarious. You think Bill Belichick's going to come and deal with that? You, I know you're delusional. I know you're delusional, oh, right? Because you're already joking about, oh, yeah, we'll get him next year. We'll get him next year. You're already yeah. saying that. So I know you're delusional, but if <laughs> Charles, I, you don't have, you don't have to convince me. I know he's about as delusional as they get. You saw the guy beating paper upstairs, but he could have been, it's here, his box, his stadium, his team. He could have been breaking glasses against the glass window for all well, we care. When you live in a state that you don't have to pay taxes and you're an oil tycoon, I think you could get like a, real set of drums up there right yeah, I okay can i tell you something that of course oh my god oh i might as well say it on the podcast because who gives a shit we're an open podcast all right so everybody you can take this one to the bank i made a meme out there and it got taken off the internet it was the simple fact that jerry jo in jerry jones's family he is now a crazy one <laughs> and now alex jones is the sane one <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god, it freaking got it got taken off the internet so fast because of <laughs> it, because of the Alex Jones thing, whatever. The old conspiracy guy. Yeah, he's had a few issues, but 
I think it, it, the, I didn't try to make it political and make it conspiracy typey thing. I just I think it was because of the fact they tied the two of them together, and maybe they guess you can't tie the two of them together, even though they're fucking related. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. F1 2024 launch season hots up as Mercedes and Alpine confirm. This is all very exciting. F1's heating up, so I'm going to look into that in the next couple of days. Definitely looks like February 15th we're going to get some more news. <clears throat> That's crazy. Sky Sports. Toto Wolf signs new deal with Mercedes to stay. 15 hours ago there's a lot of shit going on in f1 today to be honest with you in the last right. 24 hours a lot oh, of yeah. stuff broke messy wins fifa's best men's player award wasn't there to accept it actually that was funny i, I watched that just said I, fuck it and just didn't show I, I, actually i think he's practicing with his new teammates down in miami nice. getting ready for the uh, upcoming mls season yeah you only get i think 12 minutes off in between soccer seasons more or less what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Cut a little bit of the Australian Open today. Could I might put another shrimp on the barbie. If the game can the game continue if the game continues the way it does, it's it's look <laughs> you call that a knife? Bro, you got 22 wins. You got 22 wins in the playoffs about to be gone. Yeah. And only one of them is going to get rid of their head. Bill could be headed to, to Philly. Philly's owner is a lot like Robert Kraft. Which is, what's his name? John there. He's a lot like Robert Kraft. Yeah, but like, but like I said, Charles, Philadelphia fucking hates Belichick. And they hate New yeah. England because of all the Super Bowls they've won. Oh, yeah. Let's also paint this picture real quick. That fan base might, might burn their shit, Charles. Let's just put that out there. Oh, yeah. We'll revisit something we've talked about Same on the show a Ryan couple of times. Would become Michigan's coach. A lot of Michigan fans would lose their shit because he was the old Notre Dame coach. <laughs> I don't want Bill coming to Michigan. <laughs> Brian Kelly? Bill Belichick hasn't done shit without Tom Brady. Brian Kelly. Oh, Kelly? Yeah. Oh no, that I know. I, I might I said stop that. watching Michigan games for a year and boycott. I hate the guy. Yeah, I don't like him. I didn't like him when that whole incident happened with the guy, the kid recording that that uh, rest his soul passed away recording up in that booth and on that windy day. Remember, it fell over and he passed. No. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. There's some dark stuff with Brian Kelly. Or Ryan Kelly brought. I don't know right. Brian Kelly. Man, the and Eagles have given up 90 yards after the catch in the first quarter. Good for them. That's crazy. We know they suck. It's okay. Yeah, they suck so crazy. Hey! Let's, hey! Let's bring them in. Oh, oh double click the clip. All right. That wraps up sports for today. Charles was talking <laughs> F1. So you, yeah. you just missed a little bit of that. Yeah, we were just we were just jumping on some F1. Ask him where's your buddy from? Where's your friend from? You're the guy from the overseas. Well, he lives in California now, Javier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's from Chile. God damn it. Damn so it. We're Charles and I were talking that we're we're trending in Denmark right now. Yeah, uh, which means I'm trying to learn. He's trying Danish. And he sounds come on, give it to him, Charles. He sounds like he owns a 7 Eleven. <laughs> it does. It's real hold on. Let me Boden got it. Hi, how are you? 
I know zero Danish. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm hoping everyone who listens to also does. Oh, man. So how you been, dude? How'd the year end up treating you? How did it finish off? Good. You're just working on trying to build the Dirt Bike Podcast or all the podcasts and the YouTubes and book the Harley Jump for 2024. Book the Harley Jump. Yeah. Oh, boy. Where's Deep dive into that for a second. Tell Deep dive into me. that. Yeah. What's that all about? I built a, a XG750, which is like a, they call it like a street 750, I guess. And yeah. I actually bought it off somebody. They had already made it into a flat track bike. Okay. And so a lot of the stuff was already done. So I spent as much in suspension as I did buying the motorcycle. Cause I bought it through Facebook marketplace. That was yeah. a store. And yeah. Then, yeah. So, yeah it's, uh, it's actually showed up to it. <laughs> That's <yeah>. awesome. <laughs> Dude, it was actually, yeah, I guess they were having a hard time getting rid of it. Cause they got rid of all the blinkers and mirrors and everything else. Yeah. I just want the bike. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need any of that. Basically, I was going to get rid of that anyway. That's Did you awesome. guys talk about Supercross? No, not yet. Hit us up. All right. Supercross? What, what, yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's the upcoming news in Supercross? We got a good battle brewing in Supercross. The guy that's basically been killing everybody, Jet Lawrence. Okay. All right, last so he was on 250s last year for Supercross. He won the championship and then he went 450 outdoors, won every single moto outdoors. <laughs> then they had a playoffs like NASCAR does a playoff at the end. Yeah. yeah. So they have a three race playoff, but they call it Super Motocross, which one sounds super generic <laughs> super wild card weekend yeah. <laughs> it's like, like disney plus and hulu yeah. plus <laughs> like some random foreign country made a supercross video game they were just he didn't win all those but he won that series and they still are in stadiums so now coming into this season they're like he's a rookie can he win his first supercross and you're so then he won it as a rookie and they're like nobody's ever done this like, 50 year history yeah in the 50 like, years three races in stadiums the tracks weren't exactly the same against all these same people but so anyway the second round he won the first round so he's the first rookie winner yeah. and now the second round was a mutter and he did terrible and then the guy that was Basically, there's a lot to fill in here. So the other guy, Eli Tomac, was leading the series all last year. He was battling with Chase Sexton. They were very close. Two rounds from the end, Eli is just about to wrap up the championship and blows his friggin' Achilles tendon out. Just <laughs> in the middle of a, of a rhythm section, just lands, and then holds his foot off and rides off to the ambulance. Damn. Oh, so then this man. other guy, Chase Sexton, who's also... He screwed up and crashed like while in the lead last year. So he really should have just won the, if he had just won all the races that he was in the lead of, he would have just won the championship anyways, but he basically won it by default because of that, but you got to be in it to win it. So yeah, if you're not in second at that point, you don't win it close enough. You're still not winning the championship. He won it. And now coming into, he didn't do that well last week. This week he won. Eli Tomac got second. 
and Jet finished far back. So the first six guys, it's only second round, but the first six guys are still stacked close where a lot of people have a chance. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, while you were just talking about that, I was reading up on it. And yeah, he's doing crazy things. Yeah, Yeah, Actually, it was weird too, because I was reading the section where coming into one of the corners, he ended up ripping out Sexton. And they ended up recovering, but Lawrence ended up taking the cake, which dropped old boy down one. But yeah, after his brother Jet, Hunter is the most anticipated call-up from the 250 class. It's exciting. Yeah, Hunter's his older brother, but he's had some injuries, and Jet's like the phenom. Yeah, Jet Lawrence roars to Supercross history. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I was just uh, yeah, I was just reading that the first in the for the Lawrence became the first rookie in Supercross 50 year right. history That's to win the opening saying. race in race, premier class three races last year with those guys that were similar. Yeah, they like made the tracks a little bit more motocrossy, but you can only make them so motocrossy in a stadium, right? Yeah. You know, so it's still like kind of. Man, we might end up having a full calendar, Pat, because the more I look into this, I went to, you've been to Nitro Circus? Yeah, Yeah, I know my friend Javier is on Nitro Circus. So I went, I never seen the Detroit Red Wings play at the Joe Louis Arena, Uh but I did watch Nitro Circus live at the Joe Louis Arena. When they were shooting up off this ramp i swear their damn bike was touching the scoreboard bro the wheels and the spokes would spin a little extra i mean it was one of the craziest things i've ever been to in my life and i loved every damn second of it so now i want to go to one of these indoor cross meets i'm hoping Uh, the rest center pulls one on so they nitro circus has what they call next gen ramps yeah so like originally ramps were eight foot six inches or eight four and the tops of them were at like 45 degree angles and you typically jumped from like 70 to 75 feet yeah and they built the next gen ramps which i think are like 10 feet tall and i think they're a little bit steeper at the top yeah oh man they were getting ridiculous they were jumping everything bro they jumped a porta potty they jumped oh, a canoe. yeah <laughs> yeah because they got they had the, they had the zip line and mega, it was like mega ramp yeah that thing was nuts too and then the wheels was there which was nuts too because then like fast forward a few years later and i'm seeing this dude on america's got talent oh bro and they all got just nuts and flaps of steel every one of them it doesn't matter what you are on that bike you are was our willie there the scooter and the bicycle yeah probably ham yeah, so they went nuts. Guy, uh, I've got videos of it too. I'll tell you what, I, I gotta, I'll have to pull them up. I'll find them there somewhere. But I've videotaped, and then I've had this smart idea to videotape my reaction. And it was literally just videos of me going, <laughs> and it's, I'm, I'm like, every time I watch it, I'm like, what, what are you searching for, dick, dude? What the hell are you doing? I just the whole time. Like, <laughs> uh, our Willie was just a scooter guy. Yeah. yeah. And they started making fun of his scooter. Yeah. And then he started going, start doing BMX stuff. And yeah. I'm like, you guys should have never made fun of a scooter, dude. You should have just <laughs> left him alone. Yeah. yeah like, they, they did some rips on that. I think one of the coolest things, though, it was, it was just like a circus, man. It really yeah. was. It was like a motorized circus. Hell, the only thing they didn't do was bring out that big ass ball and roll the bikes around in it. The globe of death. <laughs> yeah. The globe of death. Yeah. 
hell, I I fully expected them to put 25 people into one of those. Just watch what happens next. <laughs> They're not that much circus. No, it's more oh, nice. It was so much fun. Circus. Yeah, it was yeah. so much fun. I had more fun there than I did at the Pistons game when LeBron James still played for Cleveland. Oh God, anything is more fun. Oh yeah, it was it was, it was uh, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love. Yeah, I think it was like the third quarter, and LeBron James had twenty eight points. It was seriously, it was that like watching it an, already. So yeah, it was like watching an adult play against high school kids. And yeah, it's just there we trashed. go. I figured out how to put my good camera on. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> I story about that too. Walking into the stadium. Yeah. I don't care what I got to do. If the camera gets put on me and th- this video is actually on YouTube, I'll have to bring it up sometime. It said, if the camera gets put on me, I'm getting on sports center. I'm going to pour a whole thing of beer on my head. Right. I'm so glad this story's coming up. So it's me, my brother and a couple other of our friends. And we did all these challenges walking through the stadium there. So we had these like neon headbands and just brand new jerseys. And we had beards, not quite as long as I have now, but it was long enough. So I remember telling all these guys, I'm going to take the beer I have in my hand and I'm going to dump it all over me. And I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going to rip my clothes off and just get nuts. I said, I'm going to be on SportsCenter. So our first original seats were like not really great. So we went to the place and got better seats and we're sitting down and we're like, hell yeah, this is you awesome. Bought a like, second set of tickets. So yeah, dude, I'm Bucci as shit, bro. I don't play, <laughs> I was telling them earlier, I said, I don't play games. If I'm going to an event, I'm touching the fucking grass. I don't care. Right. Big goal. So we, we'll go bigger go home every time. We're, we're I'm telling you, we're like eight rows away from the, the Cavaliers bench. And the game's starting to get rolling. And I'm like, man, this section in front of me is way too empty. And when I'm saying way too empty, it's three rows and all the seats are empty. I'm like, this ain't good. And sure as shit, some fifth grade class rolls up, dude. And I got nothing but fifth graders in front of me. If I dump this beer on me, bro, I am dousing these kids (laughs) in beer. And I'm like, I'd get on SportsCenter, but not how I want to be on SportsCenter. You're going to get your picture taken, though. So I said, F it, right? We're just, if the camera gets put on us, if the camera gets put on us, we're just going to go nuts. Bro, the camera got put on us 11 times on a night that we shared with Aretha fucking Franklin in goddamn Detroit, Michigan, bro. The camera was put on us so many times that Brett Michaels did a halftime show. Aretha Franklin was there and people were buying us beer at the local bar because we were on the Jumbotron more than Aretha Franklin. Uh-huh. I'm like, hell yeah. We do what we so, do. What did you do when it, the camera got put on? Just you? got crazy. We did nothing for Sports Center, but <laughs> we got put on the camera so much that afterwards, when the Detroit Pistons brought out their promotional video, because it was around the time that they started doing the dancing usher. Uh-huh. We are on the goddamn Dancing Usher video on YouTube also. Teen January or February 14th or some shit like that. So I'll have to pull it up one of these times. I'll get Pat to send it to you. You'll see the big neon headband and the... Yeah. <laughs> like, we had that video 11 times. We just got put on there once. But it's the one with the kid and the crazy... Ah. We were at that oh, game. Sure. Yeah, dude. Crazy fucking life. I just realized yeah. you got all 
fictitious athlete jerseys behind you. I do. <laughs> my collection right there. I like them. Oh, man. Charles All is right. real. I got fake because that's what we are. We're yanging. What is it? Ying and yang. Ying and yang. Ying yang. Ying yang, patty whack. Or Jordan Gertie. I fucked it that up. Way bad. What did you do there? Borden Gertie. Yeah, it's the it's this G it's this G A tiny O R that I'm having a hard time with. All right, Chinese Mandarin was so much easier. Chinese Mandarin. It was. How many languages do you know? Is this your hobby? Just learning? I, listen, I barely know. I've got Google earbuds and I can barely translate my way through planet Earth, but I do know a little bit. Yeah, three or four outside of English. I know enough to know if you're fucking with me or if I need to fuck with you. I figured if you can walk through life knowing if you're being fucked with or you got to fuck, you'll be fine. That's, That's you know. True. So the rest of it, though, comes and goes. I'm trying to learn a little bit more Spanish because the deep fried burrito place, some people call it chimichanga, but the uh -huh. deep fried burrito place in Green Bay, so damn good. And the crew there is awesome, but only two speak English and I speak broken Spanish. So it doesn't work out very well. And their TV's got sports on it and it's soccer, but it's all in Spanish. So I'm like, oh man, something's happening. Learning spanish and learning it well enough to understand them while they're going crazy super fast on a broadcast is different it's through the years i, I you're not wrong because like you, you you hear something going on and you're like oh my god and you look and it's they just went to a commercial and you're like what the fuck? yeah i was gonna make a video because they just started doing supercross in spanish yeah, I was going to make like a funny video where I'm sitting there with the wife and I'm like, I'm going to watch it in Spanish. And she's like, you speak Spanish? I'm like, no, but it sounds way more exciting. You started doing Supercross in Spanish too. You should look into dubbing your videos to Spanish. I, that way you just do your video and then you can post it with the Spanish translation underneath it. You do that shit on YouTube and whatnot. That's yeah. I've, do you I, do you have to have a upload a file of the words or it'll do it itself? I, no, the the dubbing uh, program would do it itself. So you Trans do, it's not yeah. It's basically a translator. No, yeah. The accuracy of it though is terrible, Charles. I realized. Yeah, the the only real evidence I have is old Mister Beast in his videos, and I'm guessing he. He has a little bit of extra cash flow to ensure yeah. the Somebody quality of the forum. <laughs> I guess you shouldn't have a problem. Unlike, oh, so I've been in Antarctica, bro, for two weeks. You've been stuck there? I've been stuck in Antarctica. For one, I swear there are aliens living underneath Antarctica. There, There's this whole inner earth fucking people. I you thought you were, remember you said the supercomputer was down there first. Earth whole, is a supercomputer. Yeah. The computer's brain is underneath the Antarctica. Yeah. And you're going to snorkel down or some shit and you're going to go find it. Single man submarine suits. I've got it yeah. all figured yeah. out. Yeah. What it was, yeah. yeah. And you pull oxygen from the water like fish do with these single man submarine suits. You utilize a gill system. But what about pressure? Under pressure, baby. You yeah, just, you just deal song. with it. 
So what happens is what you do is that you basically you get brought to a certain depth by a submarine. And then the submarine spews out all these little sperms. But what they are is single man submarine suits. And what they are is they're just basically tiny one man occupied submarines that allow you to maneuver in spaces that bigger places don't. Wrong. If anything goes wrong down there, you're dead. So who fuck cares? But that's the thing. The last submarine <laughs> didn't have a maneuverability issue. Are we talking about? Are we talking about? I'm talking smaller than to the real depth that it's really a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, we're yeah. gonna send you out on your own. Good luck, little guy. Hell yeah! This so is what we trained just, for, baby. This is what we trained for. The inside the of Antarctica. The you let the first guy go out, and he just goes. You're like, all right, we're not getting out. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the guy that jumps and forgets to pull his parachute. My thing is that we've tested these before we send real humans out, right? We're, we're still in R&D in the single man submarine suits with the gills, ghillie suits on them, right? And then it'll yeah, blow up and see what happens. But on the originally, on the original drawn maps of Earth, right? Antarctica wasn't frozen. In fact, Antarctica just completely froze over according to these maps over the last couple hundred years oh wow right yes like in 1590 there were palm trees where there's ice right now and the okay this is generally how i start this conversation what did einstein do after the bomb because we hear about all the things he did before the bomb, and then he obviously helped with the bomb, but what did he do after the bomb? So there was this gentleman in New York who sent him a very specific package and went, yo, bro, can you look at this? People are calling me crazy. And he looked at it and went, that guy is real. What are you talking about? And the person I'm talking about, and Einstein, and this gentleman from New York, is known as the Navigator. Have you ever heard of him? I've driven in his truck, but that's it. So (laughs) Lincoln, for the longest time, science has deemed the lost civilization impossible because what we've found dictates that they were doing things we can't do today. Now, all of this has been simply nullified by going, we can't fucking do that. How could they do that? Except for the navigator. The navigator had correctly drawn the entire fucking earth in 15,000 BC. That's the guy's name, the navigator. This is what we know him as, the navigator. It could be multiple people, it could be been a group of things, but what we know is that they had such accuracy with their maps that our clock today is within six seconds, or you lose five seconds every 10 years on your watch, right? So every 10 years, you have to reset your watch. This guy was within the second. We don't even have a fucking clock today that was as accurate as that dude was in 15,000 BC before Christ. So science looked at Einstein and went, you're fucking crazy, dude. We can't listen to you anymore. Yeah, we're the smartest people that have ever been on this earth. So that's impossible. Okay. Exactly. Because the Egyptians... The pinnacle of human society. And According to the- science, the Egyptians who built the pyramids and Neanderthals are the same person. You're absolutely right, Clint. Yeah. We are the smartest. Actually, last year or the year before, 
science could no longer deny the navigator's existence. This is hand, hand to God. They have now acknowledged the truth that there was somebody 15,000 BC or before doing fucking crazy things, right? Those maps that were made in the 1500s were drawn off of the original scripts of the navigators lost text, including thousands of more islands, bro. I'm talking tens of thousands of more islands than there are today. So you are, a, are you a flat earther? No, God, no, that's no, but I, I it's hard to, well, he's, it's he's hard to look at something there. and go, that can't happen because we can't do it today. That yeah, just doesn't float in my world. You have to show me definitively the fucking, the portal in Miami, right? Turns out the, the exact. Came through? Yeah. So, the so this is. At the yeah. Let's just, let's just get into it. All right, Charles. This, is, this is what led me to Antarctica, bro. Check this out, dude. Do you know the exact coordinates? No, the exact... ball led you to wrong, Antarctica. Wrong, wrong. Not... It doesn't. That's been that was debunked. It doesn't. If you flip them around backwards, it doesn't take you to. Nope. It doesn't take you to the opposite side. It brings you over somewhere over north of Australia, actually. It makes you... sense because Earth is round. Yeah, and if you just. Just directly on the other side. I wasn't saying, I, hold on though. I said that's what led me to Antarctica. I was, I was not attempting to confirm or deny the coordinates, I although you have. You literally went to Antarctica through a part, porthole in Miami. Oh, man. What you're saying. That, that would have be, been, cool. been insane. I'd have videos and everything, bro. So supposedly, I'd I don't know if Clint, you heard the same thing. You and I are going back and forth with this. So, so supposedly, these teenagers came in the mall. And they had this like DVD player. This is from like a bunch of videos that people were talking about. This DVD player looking thing. And then they opened it up and the guy said, just do it. Just turn it on. Just turn it on or whatever. And people were like, all right. So everybody gathered around, watch these kids do it. Like they're going to beatbox or they're going to have one of those flash mob things going on. And they turned it on and it freaking started glowing and things started glitching out of the matrix. And something started coming out of it. And it was dark and tall and looked like a alien but everybody says it was glitching I never saw and that actual video. no there's no video oh but people are saying that this is witness testimony like these oh. people said they saw this i found a bunch of videos so of do, people you think, saying they saw it. do you think that the aliens were like how will we infiltrate human society and they're like a flash mob everybody <laughs> loves <laughs> flash mob I'll go to the mall that would be the craziest shit ever if there was a flash mob or, and all you see them or, or magically standing on the tip of a mountain eight feet to ten feet tall yeah pointing off into nowhere just enjoying the scenic view i flew here on a spaceship why the hell am i gonna stand out on the tip of a mountain to look at a view hey people do dumber shit that's true so. I, I go off on this thought process too. If you got that spaceship that can fly around all those places, you got to be able to go into the water, right? You got to be able to go. Where do they come from? They got to come yeah, from. Yeah, because outer space is water, bro. The Templars, there is. Oh, firmament, correct. Yeah. There, there is scuttlebutt that says the Templars utilized an underground portal system. And some of the proof. That has led people to oh, yeah, exactly. The there, Jew, the there are temp, there are Templar crosses in Lake Superior and Lake 
the fucking other one there. Ontario. Island, Island, Superior, Erie. Now, in the water, bro. Okay, so yeah. so during the right before the last ice age, shit like that, there was this actual, there's this mountaintop in Lake Superior. And on the mountaintop, there's like a village and this walking path, right? There's this Templars would go around and debunk Christ spots, right? And where you would find is you would find the upside down Templar cross. There's a F load of these crosses in spots that were at one point depicted as holy spots. Yeah. But the only way that they could have got there, there's no possible way the Templars could have got there. This wasn't in their realm of reality from what we know from history. So it's almost like they went from one spot, got there, and immediately went back to the other spot without a fucking trace. So you're saying Templars are aliens? Uh, Templars definitely utilized information that we don't have today. Absolutely. He's saying they're portal jumpers. I'm just saying, like, today we believe that vibrations helped build the pyramids more than people with pulleys which is what we thought 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, there's that dude down in Miami that built that shit out of coral. Remember that? Or limestone. Remember yeah. that? He right. I mean, because he built it with vibrations. They they didn't see him doing anything at except that right. night. And according to string theory, your basic string theory is that everything at its core is a vibrating string. So if you can vibrate on that frequency, you can yeah. in fact become what it is you're attempting to do they do the same thing with magnetics and electricity 15 years ago i tell you you're damn nuts vibrations you're fucking crazy so i'm saying is we are now digging today beyond where we thought civilization started they just uncovered a city down in the brazil area south america right where they're saying people were living 6,600 to 9,800 years ago. I'll tell you, first off, I think that you're saying that the aliens that went to Miami Mall are Templars. They're Christian (laughs) aliens. They they made their mark in that mall. They very well (laughs) could be. The fall of the Templars came when they went to the tomb of Christ and said, yo, this ain't the right spot. They're like, sorry. Wrong. One hundred percent. The last known Templar cross is currently on the tomb of Christ, and you can't see it because it's covered by their ornaments. The only time you see it, actually, I was watching a documentary, and it was just this quick bloop at the very end of the sixty-minute show. Really? But yeah, the tomb of Jesus, old JC, when uncovered to be clean, has a effing templar cross on it bro right as day and what they tell you is is that could be the very first cross of christianity i'm like yeah but if you actually put the camera right you could see that the templars was like yo this isn't the spot because while the story is amazing and whatever it is yeah like you can't just tell they built a big devil dick on top of the old spot you can't just magically tell me it's all that giant dildo phallus obelisk on top of it yeah. 100%. What's his face there before Solomon destroyed the, the oh, yeah. tomb of Christ and built a big demon with a massive dick? <laughs> what? 
had to go out, dude. Oh, During my Buddhist true. path, I've fucking walked through a lot of this shit, learning it all. And yeah, straight <laughs> this up, is, dude. Uh, this is unwritten history with Charles. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. On your, you were saying people around the Brazil area there. Yeah. So I did a safari, a week-long safari in Guyana mm-hmm. to the border of, I want to say it was the Brazil border. And when we got there, we camped like at this, we drove and stayed at like all these Amer Indian villages and stuff. Yeah. And then got to the uh, final place and we stayed at this waterfall. The waterfall has this really red rock in it. And it has all these perfectly straight perpendicular cuts in the stone. I have video of it, I think on my old computer, I need to see if I can get it off. But I filmed this and I'm like, bro, you're telling me that this just happened naturally and it's not the way that the water is flowing. They go like they cross and they are perfectly straight for the entire length of the waterfall. And the stone is obviously hard enough where it hasn't washed the cut. It hasn't weathered away. Yeah. So I'm like, I guarantee you somewhere in South America, there's big ass red temples. Oh, yeah. They just yeah. uncovered another city in the Amazon Dude. that's said to have housed over 70,000 people, bro. Wait until they pull up a red one. I yeah. haven't seen any yet. Dude, I've done so people. much research in South America. Viracocha actually yeah. was the sun god down there. Yeah, Jesus before Jesus. Yeah. Charles wants to go down there. He wants to go down to one of these countries. What country do you say we want to go to? I want to go to South America. Yeah, because I want to get on the train ride that takes you. We want to go to Lake Titicaca. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The continent. In, the continent. Uh, yeah. Lake Titicaca is in it's not Bolivia. Bolivia. Yes. Yes. North. And it's the North. highest lake in the world. Yes. Highest elevation that has salt water. Yeah. And crustaceans, an unlimited amount of fish. Also, that this this Lake Titicaca has literally fed the villages around it for centuries, and there's no explanation for this damn lake, where it is, where it sits, what's inside of it, how deep it is. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, I want to take the train to Titicaca and then hop over to Machu Picchu. Because they like the yeah. the moon temple in Machu Picchu, like one of the best hidden secrets in Machu Picchu. But the moon temple, I want to go check out the moon temple because there's yeah. another temple in India that I want to go check out on top of a mountain. So my relation with Lake Titicaca, this is a good story. We went <laughs> to Peru and I had been to Peru before to ride and everything was great. We went to Lima, Peru. So then we were going back to Lima, Peru. I'm going with other people and my business partner at the time keeps trying to set this up. And I'm like, dude, screw them. They're like not coming through with the down payment. And I'm like, let's not do that. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. So I even, I actually talked to Javier cause I was like, I told him the guy's name and all that. And he yeah. goes, dude, it's a scam. And I go, really? And he goes, yeah, nobody's heard of these guys. So I told my partner that I'm like, Javier says it's a scam when he's, ah, it'll be all right. So I'm like, okay. So we go down there. They did do a little bit of a deposit, but like nothing compared to what we should have gotten. So we go down there the day before the first show, we go to the stadium to start setting up. 
they won't let us in because the guys haven't paid for the stadium yet. So <laughs> then they finally get let in at two o'clock. The show is supposed to be at like one o'clock the next day. They're like, we're going to bring this dirt and we're going to put hay bales. We'll stack hay bales in the shape of a landing. And then we'll have our skid steer bring the dirt in and cover the landing, cover the hay bales. They have the first skid steer ever made. <laughs> this fucking dirt we're in like a 200 year old bull arena and so like coming down the tunnel into the bull arena there's the stands go over top of it so it's nine feet tall so you can't drive a truck in so they're just like driving this skid steer all the way out up the tunnel turn left down the hallway turn left again down another hallway grab this dirt and they're bringing it back in one bucket load at a time <laughs> so the next day we go to the the our managed south american manager guy goes to that lives in bolivia goes to yeah. the stadium and he comes back it's hour before show he goes it's not done yet for the landing so we get there and they have the dirt is at the bottom like this and then it just like a just a strip up the middle and we walk over to it and you could imagine like a thin layer of dirt on top of hay bales it so it's just like soft as fuck yeah. so they're like oh you're gonna i'm like i'm not jumping to that thing like you're 100 gonna just stick in that thing and yeah. just go over the handlebars so i start searching around in the building i find the takeoff ramp it's like a skeleton of a takeoff ramp there's nothing on the face of it at all like you can just see through the whole thing so I'm like, okay, this is going great. So I run into this one kid that worked for Yamaha that I worked with the last time I was there. And he goes, hey, are you guys going to ride? People are saying you're not going to ride. And I'm like, we're going to ride. So then I saw him. We went out and did wheelies and stuff. And I had t-shirts that I was yeah. going to try to sell. And I yeah. basically just tossed them all out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not our fault. So then they're like, can you guys go out and do wheelies again? And I'm like, I'm not going and doing wheelies again. Because at this point, I knew what they were going to do. They were going to be like, oh, these riders lied to us. They won't jump or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not riding out on the floor again. So then I saw the kid again. And he goes, hey, it's going to be bad. And I'm like, I know. We're trying to get out of here. And he's like, friend has a full size like a uh, pickup truck yeah literally the only full size dodge pickup truck i've ever seen in the country maybe the continent <laughs> yeah so we're walking out of our a lot of our bags are in our the the truck that the like minivan or whatever they were driving us around in on the other side of the building and I, at this point i'm like i don't want to risk going back over there and having a stampede of when peruvians attack or something <laughs> yeah everybody freaks out so i'm like let's just get out of here so we start we go out the back towards their vehicle and the lady standing there taking money from like this line of people at in the parking lot just starts yelling something and i go what is she saying she they go she's yelling fraud and i'm like oh good so then everybody in line turns around and is looking at us you know like <laughs> watching us so we must be on an episode of NCIS real quick. Uh, so <laughs> then we go and we hop into the truck. And I don't remember the order of these two things. I think first, we're now there's no parking spots. There's just parking attendants when you get there that are like, you park yeah. here. So we're in this dude's gigantic pickup truck. Just like, <laughs> they're like trying to get out of the 
thing. So I look out. I'm like, what's that car like over there? And I look, and it's like some tiny car. So I go, top hat, let's move it. So we pick up the back of the car, move the car over. We hop back into the car. And then the news people shove a camera into the window of the truck. And are yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. And then the manager guy starts talking to them, telling them it's the promoter's fault, yada, yada. Everything wasn't done. So then we leave. We, I'm with the people from Yamaha. So we got like our bike parts back. Yeah. The one kid's like calls to be like, hey, I need to get my bag. And the guy that was driving us or the promoter, I'm not sure who they called. They're just like, what bag? And they're yeah. like, what? And they're like, yeah, no, my gear bag. And they're like, yeah, what bag? We don't have any bags. So his passport was in his bag. Damn. They go to the embassy and they're like, hey, we need a, we need a rush passport. And I think the kid <clears throat> went up to the desk and he was like, I'm an American citizen. I want protection until I leave the country or whatever. And the guy, <laughs> which is funny. And the guy at... The embassy says, then I guess you should go get a gun. <laughs> and he goes, where do I get a gun? And he goes, I suppose on the street like everybody else. <laughs> this is the dude at the embassy. He's <laughs> like promoters shoot each other over money all the time. Yeah. So we have a meeting with them and they bring all these the, our driver was allegedly some big bodyguard. He was a big dude. He was supposedly yeah. a jiu-jitsu guy and whatever. And then they show up with these two huge-ass bodyguards and then all their, like, worker guys. And there's four of us. And there's three riders and our manager. And then we had another guy with us that was like, I know the police in the area, blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay, when we get there, he's going to call the police. So we get there and we're standing there talking to these guys. They're going back and forth with the manager. The yeah. guy that knows the police is pacing back and forth behind the guys. And he, we're going, <laughs> the manager guy keeps saying his name and he won't look at him. He's just pacing back and forth on his phone, just going. So then he doesn't say anything. So they basically say, our manager goes, he, they say, you owe us half of what we lost. And we lost $40,000. So they're trying to get us to pay them $20,000. So the guy goes, how do you want to handle this? And the guy with all of his guards goes, we can handle this however you want to. So <laughs> we ended up leaving there and being like, okay, we'll have a meeting with you guys again tomorrow at noon. So we go back to the hotel. We have Peruvian hash. So we're smoking Peruvian hash. And I'm like, I think everybody that's with us is scared. And I go, more than about not being paid. Just at that time, the guy that was supposed to call the cops turns, or maybe it was another guy, turns and walks into our room. And is yeah, everybody that was seen with you is scared. The guy, the promoter from the time I was there before, he, the guy started threatening him. He got friggin' security. <laughs> He's got nothing to do with it. They're like, this guy teamed up with him to ruin my event and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you never finished anything. That night, after we have that conversation, we come up with a plan to go to another hotel that night. Because they keep, like, calling the front desk, making sure we're there and all this shit. Yeah. At 1 in the morning, and I still am trying to do the logistics in my head, and I don't know how we pulled it off. But at, like, 1 in the morning, now there's three of us riders and the manager. Yeah. We have the doors to our rooms open. So we have a meeting, and the manager's like, full 
put all of your stuff in your bags, but leave your bags open the way that they are because they everybody keeps watching us. They're like, but get ready to go. We'll call you when my friend's outside with his car. <laughs> At one in the morning, all of a sudden we get this call. <clears throat> we close our bags up, zip them up and go bailing through the lobby. There's just one guy is just standing there at the lobby going, watching us all go out. Probably like it's been called 30 times already. Yeah. Oh, shit. Everyone's leaving. Oh, no. The guy had this little teeny hatchback car that somehow we got like, actually, the one kid didn't have his gear bag. So that's probably why. But somehow we got all of our bags into the back of this tiny ass car and then got all of us sitting in it. I have Damn. no idea. And then we drove across town. We stayed at another hotel. They got up first thing and went back to the embassy and got the rush thing. And then at noon, when we were supposed to be having the meeting, we were in the airport buying tickets to Bolivia because that's where the manager guy lived. Yeah. So I mentioned that we had the Peruvian hash. So I'm like, I'm not after all this bullshit, I'm not throwing this out. So I'm like, I'm just going to take it with me. So I rolled it up into a little log and put it in my mouth and then just chewed gum out of customs and into customs in Bolivia. And then as soon as we got out of the airport, I made a can bowl and then we just smoked some Peruvian (laughs) hash. Then we got really drunk on wine. Oh, and the reason I even know about Lake Titicaca is during the flight from Peru to Bolivia, he goes, do you see that there? And I go, yeah. And he goes, that's Lake Titicaca. We flew over. (laughs) That's crazy. That was a long walk for that. but Yeah. If we head down to that area, we might... And you come with us. We might just not go there. We might we... Lima. Yeah, no, I won't post about it till after. <laughs> okay. No, this has been a long time now. I doubt that. Yeah, guy. dude. I fine, man. They got a lot to. You might have. They might have your picture on a wall or some shit. Yeah. They, they so look at they, you every time they piss. Oh, that motherfucker. They went with the cops, right? <laughs> yeah. To look at the building, at the businesses. So under this guy's names, he had Productions Extreme and Extreme Productions. And yeah. the one building that they went to was some little old lady's craft shop. <laughs> and the other building that they went to was empty. Damn. So it turns out Javier was not wrong. Javier was <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> oh, no, it'll be fine. Anytime anyone's going, oh, no, it'll be fine. Exactly. It's never fine. The great part is I and I did not get the down payment, yet I ended up shelling out like two grand to get us out, buy tickets to get us out of there. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck am I doing? Why am I paying this? I didn't get shit. I got to go get a drink. I'll be right back. That's so funny. Yeah, that's wild. Never had any crazy stories like that, but. That's the craziest didn't... one for sure. Gotten screwed out of money, but never been threatened to extort it for us to pay them money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Extorted by two, different, two, by two randoms. No idea who the hell they are. That's got to be scary, though, being in another country and like, you're. I'm just here for business. Dude, once I realized later that night, it all hit with I was like going through the motion, but then I started realizing like later I was like, Yo, I think they're, I'm like, they're scared and not about not getting paid. Like they're legitimately worried. And then, like I said, I heard that other guy got up guards and shit like that. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. That guy has nothing to do with anything here. How is he going to end up dead? That's insane. 
trying to start him those guys just disappeared though in those countries that's nothing new yeah unfortunately 100 the truth oh i'm I'm frozen can you guys still see me you're not frozen yeah i might not be frozen but all right there we go i'm back i'm back yeah yeah i'm back are we having private chat no no chat yeah so where was it was it in turkey underground city in turkey in 2022 archaeologist in midyat turkey discovered an underground city that dates back 2000 years and may have been home to up to 70,000 people the remains of a christian church and a jewish synagogue have been found and it's possible that people in the underground city were trying to hide from the Roman Empire, which ruled the area and at times persecuted Christians and Jews. AKA aliens. Can we talk about the fact that how they actually caught those people in the Jewish synagogue or whatever? I didn't hear that. Listen, everybody's speculating about it, but I know why they built that tunnel. You know how much public (laughs) transit is in New York? (laughs) Expensive. But here, did you hear? Did you hear about the the families that they under the houses and stuff? They said uh-huh. they could hear Jewish people talking. Uh-huh. How they figured out where the tunnels went? Yeah, somebody narked them out. Apparently, bro, they're loud as fuck. Yeah, society has been it's filled weird. with narks for a minute, bro. So yeah, it's amazing Putin, it took this long. Yeah. So yeah, Putin's only political smudge right per se the russian media was when because putin at the very beginning of his life in all of this crazy world actually ran the other side of berlin right so you had that big ass wall Mm -hmm. Uh, what was it east germany i believe he ran he ran east germany right and so was that the um, good side or the bad side that was the bad side right (laughs) yeah on this side it was like your own children would basically like what's going on in North Korea and crap, right? Like your own children would go to school and yeah, my dad said so-and-so is a jerk. And then that dude would be taken off into some concentration camp. You get pissed off at your neighbor and go, yeah, he's a fascist and he'd be taken off to a concentration yeah. camp. Speaking of, <coughs> this might be off topic. The song by the dead Kennedys, California Uber Alice, basically could be right now really oh yeah with new newsom yeah he says something about the year is like talking about i should be i'm jerry brown or i could think that's who it was i should be president and he's then he's or i'm going to be president soon then he's the year is 1994 and he says something about his secret police and he says they've come for your uncool niece <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Outside of America, that's honestly how most of the world is ran, right? Now, again, you can take away most of your two and a half world countries and your third world countries in this scenario, but you cannot just jump on a podcast and speak your mind or you can't just go say whatever you want. You'll literally be arrested for this stuff. So, Did we talk about this other one before? We What's talk that? about the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication. Teenage bride with the baby inside getting high on information. 
Yeah, there's a lot. I have seen yeah, somebody technology. break that one down. There's a lot yeah, of Yeah, it really ones. messed up. Yeah. And it's like, how long ago was that? 20 years? A long time ago. That's, that's, that drop drops into the to the the information stream theory there's this universal stream of information and at times depending on what you may or may not be doing to your mind you have the ability to access this information stream right i mean 100 percent believe there's i do too and every I, once I, in a while you microdose or something and, I, like, and i've swam in that motherfucker i swear dude i've got a book filled with random shit that i shouldn't know how about our the fact that like on earth they claim that fire was discovered on both which now obviously the timelines are screwed up but their theory yeah. was like they're like fire was discovered literally within a hundred years all over the entire planet and i'm like yeah that seems weird that all of a sudden oh you want to start talking about this i love this are you ready for this are you ready for this okay so every depicted neanderthal we know right has teeth like you and i right now Uh but not a motherfucker had silverware yeah. How did they get their food? How did they even learn how to cook their food? Like you, we've got all these scenes of showing people standing around fire. Cook. Food was the most precious resource, right? What would you, why would you destroy it in yeah. any way, shape or form? You touch that fire. You're like, oh, wow, that, that destroyed it. Let me but put this meat on there and it's going to taste way better. You look at their teeth. They're all fucked up though. They're all filed, but they should be sharp fanged beast fucking claws with just ridiculous teeth they weren't herbivores they're carnivores yeah it don't make sense how the hell are these they look like humans with just a fuckload of hair You're saying actual uh when they find skulls and stuff yeah. yeah it's true why aren't they why aren't their teeth razors why don't they why don't they have claws like goddamn wolverine because the theory is that we're not far enough back to when we're an amoeba or whatever, or a mole. I'm thinking, honestly, <laughs> are, are you ready for this? Thing, so, yeah. so we're we're in theory, we are the fourth life cycle, which happens about every eleven thousand years. The only thing I can think of that would allow for these beasts to do what they do, but not be able to do anything else, is that these few around are like the last surviving humans from whatever cataclysmic event causes the recycle. And this is the reset. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, the life cycles reset around every 11,000 years. Yeah. I think that's what, that's who Neanderthals are, to be honest with you. Do you know about the, the ages, how the, there's a golden age yeah. and a bronze age. How long are those? There's I think about it. Yeah, about a century. I've always been weirded out about that too, right? Because like, wouldn't that reset and shift in perspective probably happen like at these resets? And then when they rebuild, they're less greedy or something. Like right now we're it's in a the... couple, it's a couple each age is a couple centuries. Like the Bronze oh, okay. Age went from 3300 BC to 1200 BC. Oh okay. But one of the most intriguing times to me is 1 AD 
to 14 AD. Apparently not shit happened from 1 AD to 14 AD. Not a fucking thing. Then magically the plague happened. My favorite part is when they were doing time and they're like, we're counting down. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) I do. We're not really sure, but... That has something to do with time. Yeah. That has something to do with time and our ability to read it correctly. Because the Gregorian calendar, if you go to your phone and tell it to to utilize the Gregorian calendar instead, everything's fucked up. Your date and time, your GPS. That's the like the Buddhist calendar. It's at 5,000 some like uh, the actual it, yeah it's, it's like the actual into, calendar it's taken into account like moon phases and all kinds of really weird shit they use that like, clock it fucks your whole phone it fucks yeah, I'm not, everything i'm not gonna do that i'm not don't nope. tell anybody to do that wow, you do what you want stick a fork in an outlet for all i care disclaimer that it will fuck your phone up. Well, the one disclaimer you get on this show darwin darwinism <laughs> What's that? Remember the QR code thing that we that Chris mm-hmm. phoned out? Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear about this? We had that promo made for the podcast, uh-huh. and it had a QR code on it. And apparently, nobody ever went to this QR code. And his cousin went to it, and brought him to some some pretty fucking weird Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. oh yeah. yeah, and not the cool kind, like the MC kind, yeah. MC. The yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> Dude, some people probably went and they're just like, yo, these fucking guys. Also, too, if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, have you, have you ever done any looking into mud floods? Yep. Mud floods. Well, that was I one mean, hell of Does that not tie into what Graham Hancock says and and the other dude about like basically yeah. there being a big cla- cataclysm and yeah when you were talking that. about when you were talking yeah. about those rocks in yeah. south america there's yeah. actually waterfalls in south america that have this weathering thing where the spout hits the water but the amount of force that it would need to create that in the amount of time isn't logical the yeah. only realistic thing that could have possibly been Human. was just a massive flood that bellowed down with thousands of tons of pressure for an immense amount of time. And this is stupid that we're even debating it because we know that there are things underwater that didn't used to be fucking underwater. Right. Like the oceans and the deserts. The o- with, this is the whole thing with climate change, right? It's like, yeah. how do we admit that the earth is not how it was before, right? But now we're like, things are changing. We can't have it. And you're like, what? haven't we proven that throughout time just things have changed? I've got the absolute perfect response for those haters fearing um, glacial blah, 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 blah destruction if you go to england and you go to a bank can you get a 40-year home home loan the answer is yes in florida can you go to a bank yeah and get a 40-year home loan probably not yeah oh you can yeah absolutely can you on the east coast yes 
And anywhere else I'm, I would mention or anybody else wants to mention, you still can. Hawaii, California, all of those. There's no damn way on this earth these greedy mother truckers would be giving you 40-year home loans if the oceans were going to flow over 10 feet. 10 feet would cut our coastlines by hundreds of miles. There's no way you would be able to get a 40-year home loan. The banks know more than us all the time, 100% of the time. And them greedy mother truckers would not give you anything they couldn't get back. They control the weather, so that's how yeah, they know. exactly. We can joke about that. But I was up in Fairbanks, Alaska in the middle of January when the temperature went from 40 below to 40 degrees overnight, stayed that way for a week, and then went back down to 40 below. I think I just think I'm fine with it. I just think that the people controlling the weather need to talk to the people reporting the weather. <laughs> I know. I That's know. You know. I know. Like get on track with something here. Yeah, you guys get together here and at least let us know what's actually going but on. There's a bunch of crazy things heading back to South America. There was a tribe that I was so you've heard of the like massive stone block structures in South America, right? Yeah. yeah. I went I mean, and visited some in Ecuador. So there's loads of them, right? Yeah. So this tribal leader at one point in time, many moons ago, wanted to leave his mark, right? And I guess the story behind these forever was that there was giants. So he wanted to take one from the ocean from which they originated. So the story goes and move it to the mountaintop. And it took his entire lifetime and the entire tribe to do it. At one point, it broke and slid like four football fields and wiped out half of his tribe. And we're talking that, come on here, how'd they get up there? The whole story about Viracocha and them stones and the flood and all that, it's fantastic. I 110% believe the story of Viracocha is how 600 Spaniards went over six or what was it like 6,000 Spaniards went 600 miles into the heart of the city of the world's greatest warriors and killed everyone on their way out while taking everything without losing a single person and then getting back on their ships and leaving. Yeah, it's called syphilis, bro. Yeah, or it's called or it's called viracocha. You know what do you know what viracocha looks like? Viracocha means venereal disease. Viracocha root word vera from a foam of the sea, cocha from the sea. Isn't it a snake? He was more depicted as a fish than a snake at times, but his actual appearance is a pale-skinned man around six feet-ish tall with a beard, a white dress, and a belt with sandals. And where he walked, the world changed. The blind could see, the sick could no longer, the sick was no longer sick, the hungry was fed. So they copied Christianity. This was 3,000 years before Christianity. Yeah, how they were counting down to it, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's right, the whole time. Gregorian calendar chart. At the end of this Viracocha, he went back to the sea, he had he'd come back with two sons, but the final time he went back to the sea, he said he was going to come back. The Spaniards came from the sea, and what the hell do Spaniards look like? Mm. Pale-skinned individuals with beards. The exact depiction of their god, Viracocha. 
Oh yeah, that's why they took what's his name in, and he used it to whoever the yeah. hell was. It. Yeah, he used, used it for it their advantage. advantage. Yeah, and he was getting all the gold, and then he killed him anyway. Yeah, yeah, and with, with they didn't lose a single soul, right? Everyone's oh yeah, disease. Yeah, fuck that. You're talking. These are the greatest warriors the world knew. In every damn simulation we do, we put these Mayan warriors up against everything we have, and Mayans kill everyone. Except maybe Genghis Khan, right? Yeah. 600 or 6,000 Spaniards just walked in, fucked everyone, and then walked out. Took everything they had. That's a little suspicious. Seems fishy. Seems fishy to me. So I just saw something from a guy on YouTube, so you know that it's accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. All of these, although what he's saying seems right. All of these stones that are like real fine tolerances were yeah. heated and he said like that a lot of them have two it'll either have holes in them where he said yeah. there was an electric electrodes in it or yeah. they have those two nubs on it and he says while the rock was still hot they pulled the electrodes out and that's what left the nubs there yeah yeah I, I, like we were talking about resets and stuff yeah and like us everybody's oh we're at the most advanced the pinnacle of society ever because we have a a piece of glass in our pocket that we can <clears throat> send pictures of our genitals to other people yeah. with. You know? right we're yeah. at the lowest point hashtag jets <laughs> but i'm like and that we can replace do a heart transplant or whatever but it's like an advanced society wouldn't have mined all this shit out of the ground and yeah. Uh, the people wouldn't need heart transplants and cancer cures all the time and all this other stuff. If there was, I think, and and I think a lot of it or all of it is because of greed and we're like in a greed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the thing about, if you look at everything, like the medical system was screwed up by Rockefeller. And even if you watch that show, the men that built America, yeah. How much dirty shit do they do to each other? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Cutthroat. Absolutely. And then Absolutely. We know I, mean, that, I agree. And then we know that the food's all screwed up because they wanted to sell their engine lubricants as uh, household, like, food items. Oil. And everything else. And you now it's like, the stuff's so modified now an engineer that it's like how much thought process have they put into what it's doing to us oh absolutely and it kills me too like a lot of just the most delicious things were a science experiment for like you were saying jet fuel or something that just went wrong yeah and my very first thought right my very first fucking thought every time is what the hell were you doing that made you go oh hold on let me taste this real quick what it probably blew up and went in their mouth. They were like, this is actually delicious. I mean, yeah. Willy Wonka had it right, bro. <laughs> the juicing factory and all that. It's nuts to me. But to, to add on to that, too, to, to add on to your greatest uh, civilization type scenario, and I had just told this to Pat uh, one of the last episodes. Oh, yeah. Queen Cleopatra on our timeline is closer to the iPhone then she is the creation of the pyramids or when we think the pyramids were built, right? So Cleopatra lived closer to the iPhone 
than she reigned during when the pyramids were built. So throwing that into perspective, the pyramids were built a long fucking time ago. Yeah. We don't know how they were built today. The only reason we even acknowledge they exist is because they're fucking there. Otherwise, it would fall under that category. <laughs> There's no way that thing could exist. We couldn't build it today. Have you seen the theory that it was like a power plant? Oh, what did I just say last week? The bottom and the, yeah. like the other chambers, like an expansion chamber. and It was just, it was literally just, we're, we're like, oh yeah, the, the tombs where they put all their dead. Yeah, absolutely. There are, there is vibrations coming from the pyramid, from the inside of the pyramid. There is liter, legitimate patterned vibrations. It's almost like a computer in sleep mode. That's what they say, that there are cracks in some of the big rooms inside. So they think that they had some kind of like overheating or something like that, that yeah. cracked it. And then that's why, I don't know. But yeah, it's just like a reactor. To be honest with you, so you know how we ended up enclosing Chernobyl? Yeah. The same way, I mean, we basically built a damn pyramid around it. We, we built a concrete pyramid around the reactor for Chernobyl. The whole story on it is like sick, bro. They could only work for 45 seconds and then they would have to leave. So it was just massive groups of people. And if you stayed any longer than 45 seconds, you were getting like radiation doses as if you stood there for 10 years, bro. So it was absolutely nuts that they were even able to finish this. But now there's a black mold growing inside Chernobyl eating the radiation and it's actually cleaning it faster than our timeline had depicted. We're still a long ways away, but this black mold is Did growing we, at a speed unimaginable. Please tell me we didn't make this black. We mold. didn't make it. No, it came out of nowhere, bro. It, it earth created it. To, not earth, earth created it to fix itself. In my opinion. It, it, because there is no entrance into Chernobyl, into this reactor. There's one fucking camera. So Although the levels of radiation are yeah. dropping at a rate faster than they had been previously. You know as if it was being cleaned. The aliens started visiting us. After nukes. Well, yeah, I was. we were just talking about this. World War II UFO sightings exploded. Yeah. We woke up the inner, the inner Earth people, more or less. So, um, was it Admiral Abri? Ryan Bloodsoe? Does that name ring a bell? It, it his does. His dad, they have a, I forget, I don't know what his dad's name is, but <clears throat> they have a ranch in North Carolina or something, and they have alien sightings there all the time. Their alien sightings, the dad's alien sightings, yeah, are even terrified. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, podcast. We had him on our podcast. And yeah. uh, he said that basically the aliens have told them, or they call them, sorry, beings. They don't call them aliens. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, this is like you said, it's another dimension they're coming from. They're not coming yeah. from like outer space. It's No, the distance between space is too great to travel yeah. like we do in Hollywood. There there has to be some other form yeah. of, of of transportation. He said that they are always like, yeah, the, all this nuclear is fucking up like both dimensions. Like, yeah. So that's why they started coming. To well, and actually, I was just reading too. Most UFO sightings today generate around nuclear silos 
And if you talk to anyone who's willing to say, they all basically say the same thing. Their entire systems, at, at one point, all of our nukes at one time went live and they, they were like seconds away from firing all of them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden just shut down. Bro, like we were seconds away from every single nuke we having taken taken. When was this? Oh, seventies, eighties, eighties. Yeah, yeah. Norad went ape shit. It was that little kid, remember from the movie in the eighties. That's more or less where a lot of this. You you start looking at a lot of the older movies and where those ideas generated from, and, and you could almost connect the fucking dots oh yeah that that was happening around this okay perfect example right batman comics before we dropped the nuke on 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 japan Uh uh-huh batman radioactive material on his floor nuclear active material on his floor that he would then drive with suspected bad guys and use a specific pair of goggles to follow the nuclear footprints on the ground. Immediately after we dropped the bomb, DC never mentioned radioactivity in that sense, not one fucking time ever again. Not an explanation on where it went from the car or nothing. Time changes. I'm just blown away that um, Batman was a thing prior to World War II. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 (laughs) DC, yeah. And it was funny too, the bad guys, Prior to World War II, the bad guys in the comics were, we're corporate. Black. No, corporate greed. It was corporate greed. It was big wigs in corporate offices in New York City and, and or Gotham City, but it was a reflection of New York City. And it was literally just corrupted individuals utilizing money in ways they shouldn't. That's Maybe. who Batman fought uh, before World War II. That's crazy that it changed after that. Yeah, and it was like just a drop of that. So time does that. History history is only written by the victors. Yeah. That's why during our Templar conversation, that's why I said they utilize something we just don't remember. You can even see now how everything's getting erased, right? Like they're getting rid of all absolutely and shit, and then it's far away. 212 heritage sites in Ukraine have been destroyed by Russia. I was just reading 212. The Library of Alexander, right? Yeah, that was burnt by the Romans, or so they say. I'm pretty sure most of it is actually underneath the Vatican. Yeah. In fact, I'm about 90% certain the Library of Alexander in its most entirety resides below the Vatican. I wouldn't doubt that. It's the one place on planet Earth no one can go and everyone's okay with it. And the other place is the basement of the Alamo. Really? There's not a work crew or nothing that goes down there? The Vatican, if you're not the Pope, you don't go down there. You guys don't remember Peter Herman's big adventure. Oh. <laughs> there is no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I, hey, man, I've been to that part of the country. I, I normally look at somebody and go, I got enough information to, to give you a generous <laughs> answer on that yet. I was like, oh, the basement, eh? What did Davey didn't tell us? <laughs> What's happening in that basement, man? <laughs> oh, man. We're wrapping up on two hours, man. Listen, Clint, I want, we want to give you the, the floor here to, to give yourself a shout out, talk about yourself for a second, anything you got upcoming and where everybody can find you. 
We're so glad to have you back on season two. It's been an absolute blast. We look forward to having you again. Thank you very much for having me. I brain farted. Wish I could have been here earlier. Oh, that's all good. We oh, like God, that's all right. Hit my face a lot. So that's how that goes. No, I'm just Clint at Clint Esposito on basically everything. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I also have the Two Wheels to Freedom YouTube. So basically, if you like motocross or freestyle motocross, that's all on the Two Wheels of Freedom page. And then if you like motocross and comedy stuff and random other things, that's my personal page. So that my personal page is basically yeah. a catch-all for all the, like, we have some funny, uh, like, stunt videos, like yeah. sketches with stunts in them and stuff that are funny. So I put those up on my personal one as well. And then, like I said, just motocross stuff is the two wheels of freedom. Oh, also, biggest thing, we are having the two wheels of freedom fest, uh, April 19th and 20th. So I'm combining a, like a Harley rally with some moto stuff. So we're going to have some dirt drags. We'll have two different classes. If the winners want, or if we maybe do a challenge class where Harleys can race dirt bikes, we're going to have pit bike races. Nice. We're going to have an amateur freestyle motocross contest, which I used to do like 15 years ago. So we're bringing that back. And at the end of that, I'm also going to have a little bit of a pro FMX demo. And then I'm going to jump the Harley at the end of that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Saturday night. But we'll also have like, rides for people on their harleys and we'll have a 21 and up camping area down by the pond with like a bar and stuff go to two wheels and there's a link to the tickets i'm going to be putting more information up as far as scheduling and all that stuff very soon awesome awesome man we're very excited to hear that and uh, we can't wait to see pictures and videos and once this one kicks off and goes great, you give us a little, little, little extra time on the next one, bro. I, I tell you, we'll swing on down. We'll say hello. So that's actually one of the things that I was thinking about was having a live podcasting area. Even yeah. If we're not like the internet's not good enough to beam it out from there live. Right. Uh, it is, you know, motocross track in South Carolina. But yeah. at least for people to hang out while you record oh, yeah, your podcast, sure. that I think we're definitely going to do that. So it depends on how many other podcast type people are in yeah. to do it. Yeah. But um, it should be a good time. And that's, we're just trying to have fun, make it be fun for everybody. And I just know that the freestyle motocross or like that sector is a little bit smaller. So I figured now with the Harley jump, we could tap into a little bit bigger market with the harleys to try and make the event a little bigger yeah. and more successful yeah and that definitely helps when you stick yourself in the mud with one stick it, it tends to give you one show my so, original uh, company was fmx east which is narrowed down to a very niche part of moto and then mm-hmm, it's yeah. been re- regional so it was yep. like that's why i started the two wheels the freedom brand because it's more just like street bikes dirt bikes hell bicycles if you're riding yeah. two wheels and getting out there and that's uh our jam so awesome awesome we we wish you the very best man we're so grateful for you pat did you do you have anything else oh no i've been editing that in the back for all of our for oh jesus i was i gotta get a new desk this thing's gonna thrash my you're computer gonna, you're, gonna smoke your, you're gonna put a thing through your finger there 
keep on banging for, that thing on the back here. For all of our, is there ticks and clicks going on? Yeah, yeah. A little bit here and there. Yeah, I'm going to figure that out. My big ass knees. For all of our listeners out there who continue to click, subscribe, comment, share, just all these crazy things you do, listen in your underwear. I don't know. That's cool too. Yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate all the things you do. You could find merchandise and more at Boys in the Woods Shop Nine or Boys in the Woods 906.shop. I'm sorry, that's Boys in the Woods 906.shop. That's Boys in the Woods 906.shop. That was, yeah, that, that was the area code for the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. You can find us anywhere you listen. What's that? You guys are Youpers? We, yeah. yeah, yeah, we are original Youpers. Yeah, yes, sir. I don't remember where I went up there. Marquette, Iron Mountain, Houghton Rocks. Yeah, the uh, Menominee. I don't remember. The Keweenaw Peninsula, that that area up there. Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. I went to the Sick Air FMX compounds. I don't remember what town. Oh, yeah. I I know that guy. Yeah. You went to Felch. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Which is gross. (laughs) You know what Felching is? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I had I went to college with a guy that is actually from there and he knew a lot of those people there. He's got they got it's got a pretty sick house there. His wife got a pretty nice yeah setup there. Because he, he was what the double backflip guy? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But in the motocross community, he was more famous for wearing uh lawn like uh, leather gardener gloves. So that's mm-hmm. all everybody would talk about, Scott. And I'm like, he's the nicest fucking person. Yeah. Ever. And I remember meeting him and I'm like, this dude's gonna be bitter because everybody's made fun of him for so long. And he was so nice. And I was like, bro, I would have been the biggest asshole after that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. <clears throat> All right. Sorry to distract you from Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. We'll just end it with smile more. All right. The world's a better place <laughs> because you're in it. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs>